Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Okay, so in light of Pentecost Sunday, we're going to talk about the master teacher, how to excel with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, we come boldly before your throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. What a wonderful day it is to be in your presence, to be in the church, to be um, naming the name of the Lord. Father, you said let everyone who names the name of the Lord to abstain from um, sexual immorality, to to abstain from sin, to, to avoid it. And Father, we name the name of the Lord and we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that has been sent to indwell each one of us. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands and just thank God for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. It is because of him that we are regenerated. We are recreated. It's because of him that we have understanding of the scriptures. We are so very grateful for your spirit. Um, Father, you left your spirit here on the earth while you are on the throne and, and the Savior is on the right hand make an intercession for us, you sent the Spirit to help us to intercede, to help us to pray out the plan of God, to help us to live out the life of the of a Christian, of a believer. You sent the Spirit to teach us all things, to lead us and to guide us into all truth, to convict the world of sin. Uh, Father, we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Godhead. We're so very grateful for the Holy Spirit. He's not a it, he is a person and we reverence him. Come on, people of God, let's reverence the presence of God. We reverence you, Holy Spirit. We give your name glory. We give your name glory. We're so very grateful this morning to to be born again, to to be um, sealed with the Holy Spirit. We're just so very grateful this morning as we talk about the master teacher. Holy Spirit, help me to teach like I've never taught before. Help me to preach like I've never preached before. Help the, help the gifts of the Spirit be in operation like never before. We covet these gifts as you see fit. And Father, may the fruit of the Spirit be evident in our lives, even more so after this day. And, and Father, grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The master teacher, how to excel with the Holy Spirit. God poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost. This was prophesied by the prophet Joel. Um, back in Joel, Joel 2, or Joel 2, he says, in the, um, in the last days, God will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. And our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall dream dreams. And our old men shall, actually, our young men shall see vision and our old men shall dream dreams. That is the promise of the spirit. So how many young people, and then it says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. How many people have ever prophesied? Raise your hand. 
Okay, y'all need to prophesy a little bit more. <laughs> because this is the time. We won't need prophecy when we get to heaven. Just want to let you know that. I mean, just there's no need to prophesy because we're we're in the reality of it. <laughs> and so so now it's the time to prophesy. So you should pray to prophesy. Um, that doesn't mean that you know the future. That doesn't mean that you go around. The Lord says something to you, give me your car. You know, you don't do anything like that, right? That's foolishness. Or you don't get people in the parking lot and you prophesy to them. It's called prophet, uh, parking lot par- prophets. <laughs> don't, don't do anything crazy. Um, but you do want to yield yourself. And you can prophesy even when you're witnessing. The spirit of testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So as you're testifying of Jesus to the world, guess what? The spirit of prophecy will come upon you and give you divine supernatural utterance in a known language. And so you want the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. We're called to win the lost and to encourage the saints. The spirit of God has been sent to help us to do that for service. Spirit of God does not just come upon us so we can feel good. I like to feel good. Don't don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, I was down a little bit the other day, but I thank God for encouragement. I thank God for um, uh, reminders of the word. I was just thinking about just um, eternity and how short life is. Life is really, really short. If we live to be 120, that's just a small amount of time uh, compared to eternity. And I was just thinking about that. I said, man, I'm going to be gone pretty soon. I'm going to be gone. And you are too. <laughs> and so we got to get ready. We, we must work while it's day. Because night is upon us. The, the day of the Lord is upon us. So if, the, if Jesus tarries his coming, then we, we're going to go the way of the grave. And someone's going to preach our funeral. Man, that was a sobering thought. <laughs> you know, if we had, you know, let, let's, just, let's just say that you know, you were told that you had by the Lord that you had 10, 10 years left. What would you do in the, those 10 years? I think we would work. <laughs> I ain't got time to sleep. No, you should sleep. Um, people who stay up there, they're more um, open to diabetes. I don't know if you know that. There's a new study that says people who stay up late and they don't go to sleep. Um, you open up to sickness and disease. Um, I think I retweeted it on um, Twitter. And so from Time Magazine. We need to work while it's day. So the master teacher, how to excel with the Holy Spirit, we need to enroll ourselves into the classroom of the Holy Spirit. How many know that he has a classroom? His number one mandate is to lead us and guide us into all truth. He's called the teacher. So we need to welcome the teacher into our lives. How many ever heard of Dr. Miles Moreau? Powerful uh, man of God. I'm so grateful. He changed my life as a teenager. He was teaching things I've never heard before. I was like, whoa, that's different. (laughs) Uh, And and I got a chance to meet his spiritual mom as a teenager. I think I was 19, 18, actually 18, 17, 17, 18. And she came to a little small church down in South Jersey. And she began to talk about the teacher, the Holy Spirit. And and, um, so she's the one that actually helped Dr. Miles to discover the whole purpose thing. Isn't that amazing? That she would do that, God would use her. But she was an old lady. Her name is Dr. Fuchsia Pickett. If you get a chance, get everything that she has. She's home with the Lord now. She died about two, 2007, I believe. Um, maybe 2000, yeah, 2003, 2000, somewhere in between there. It was in the early 2000s. 
Um, get everything she has. It, it will bless you. But she told me, I got a chance to talk to her. If you know me a little bit, if, if I think that they have more of God, I will go to them. I said, so tell me about this teacher. You said you go into the classroom and teach What does that mean? And she began to share with me how to enroll in the classroom of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to share some of that with you today. All right. So we've been experiencing this outpouring ever since the day of Pentecost. I mean, the Holy Spirit wants to do more in our lives than we can imagine. We must prepare our hearts to receive his ministry. His ministry is not automatically. It, you have to invite his ministry. How many know that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman? He's the perfect gentleman. He doesn't uh, force. If you ever feel like there's a force, somebody forcing you to do something, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy, as nice as this sound, Holy Spirit possess me. He doesn't possess us. Demons possess, Holy Spirit feels. And he only comes by invitation. Demons, <laughs> they, they're forceful. They'll, they'll just come in if you just give them an inch. <laughs> Holy Spirit only comes by invitation. And so as we were praying, singing, Spirit break out. You know, come and, and, and take, tear down the walls in our lives. Revival, as we were singing that, you know, singing is a lot like prayers. So when we sing, we're actually praying. It's a form of prayer. Have you ever thought about that? Think about the Psalms and how David is singing to the Lord or he's praying to the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit does not force himself. He only comes by invitation. We can even see Jesus um, in Revelation. He says, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. But he only comes in if you invite him. And so I love that about the Holy Spirit. The evil spirits will drive. Holy Spirit will guide. Did you get that? If you ever feel like you're driven, it's not the Holy Spirit. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He, he, he doesn't force his leadership. He will not make you do anything. He can make you do something, but he chooses not to. There's going to come a day that everyone will bow, <laughs> whether they want to or not. But in this time period, we are invited to bow. Amen. We are invited to confess Jesus as Lord. And so the Holy Spirit will guide us. Evil spirit will drive us. Holy Spirit will fill us. Evil spirit will possess us. Everybody clear with that? Evil spirit for the believer, as a believer, you cannot be possessed by demons, but you can be oppressed. So evil spirits, they will oppress you. Holy Spirit will liberate you. You remember the scripture that says in 1 Corinthians, I believe, or 2 Corinthians, it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. There is always freedom where the spirit of God is. Never bondage. Glory to God. That's good news. Amen. So if something is driving you, it isn't the Holy Spirit. That is an unholy spirit. So today is Pentecost Sunday. This is the day we celebrate this wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He is God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. Amen. God is three persons, not three manifestations, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
And when we get baptized in water, what do we get baptized? Whose name we get baptized? In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Under the authority of the name of Jesus. He is God. He has been sent to help us to fulfill the will of God in our lives. Without his ministry, we are just mere humans trying to do a supernatural work without the supernatural. We will talk more about the precious Holy Spirit in today and next Sunday. We'll, we'll finish up again contentment in June, and then we'll go back to 1 John. Life as you know it will not be the same once you become a student of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear me? Life as you know it now will not be the same once you become a student of the Holy Spirit. You must begin to invite him to come and help you so that he can help you live the God-filled, listen to this, God-filled and God-designed life. You will not be able to do it without him. We need the Holy Spirit because he is the anointing. You hear a lot of people talk about the anointing, right? The anointing, the anointing. I want the anointing. And it's, 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 it's almost this mystical thing. But the, whole, the Holy Spirit is the anointing. And the anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing, God anoints us. Why? So we can do the work of the ministry. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's called to be a preacher, teacher, but everyone's called to witness. So the Holy Spirit will come upon you and anoint you to be a witness, anoint you to do a job. The Spirit, there's the Spirit within and there's the Spirit upon. Okay? Back in the Old Testament, you see mainly three different offices. The Spirit came upon the office of the priest, the office of, of the prophet, and the office of the king. And there were other offices at times, like judges and so forth, but the Spirit came upon them to do a specific work. So if God has anointed you, he anoints you to do a work. And most believers have not done anything with the anointing they have already received. And yet they're seeking more. I want more anointing. And sometimes people want the anointing so it can look, make them look good. We want, we want the anointing so we can be more effective. God can anoint you to be a good husband, a godly husband. Come on. God can anoint you to be a godly wife, a godly mother, a godly father, a godly student, a godly worker. He can anoint you to do your job. And, and, and it's as if you do your part and then he puts his super on your natural. Amen. And it becomes now your job becomes ministry. Now your schoolwork becomes ministry. He anoints you to understand the scriptures. He anoints you to understand life. And we're going to talk about this. But the Holy Spirit will teach you how to think. How many know we don't think right? We got the, the scripture tells us to re renew our minds according to Romans 12. But he'll teach you how to think. He'll teach you how to talk. He'll teach you how to live. He'll teach you how to sleep. Come on. He'll teach you how to do your job. Sometimes, you know, for hours I could study sitting in a chair and he'll prompt me, stand up and study that way. Walk the floor. 
Because guess what? You know, if you sit for a long time, it begins to affect your health and your heart. Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you how to posture yourself and how to sleep and the, the right posture so that when you're older, you won't be bent over. Come on. Um, Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you to the best cells. He'll tell you to don't don't buy now. Wait. Come on. I, I was teaching this class at, at this Bible school and and I wanted I, I love if you know anything about me. I love like 70 black 70 movies. I mean, I just I just absolutely love them. I mean, it just it takes me back to a place, even though I was like a baby. <laughs> But it reminds me of my biological father because he was super fly. I mean, he was car. Y'all heard car wash? Look it up on YouTube. I'm telling you, that was my father. <laughs> he was Mr. Cool with the hat. and he, What's up, cat? You know, all that. Stuff. So it reminds me. So one of the reasons I'm attached to 70 movies and my wife hates it because I wanted to look at um, Uptown Saturday Night every Saturday. If you know anything about it, my wife's like, we can't do this. This is at the beginning of the marriage. And she's like, no, we can't do this. We can't do this. Not every Saturday. <laughs> um, um, Cornbread Earl and me, you, you know, some of y'all don't know much about that, but you need to look it up. That was Lawrence Fishburne's first movie, 12 years old. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can take you there. Um, so, in the Superfly. <laughs> Superfly with golly eyes, there is. <laughs> All right, let me just go on. So, so um, I was teaching this class, and... And I was talking about these 70 movies, and I wanted to um, get these, the series that Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier did. They did um, Saturday Night, Uptown Saturday Night, Piece of the Action. And, and so I wanted to get this. Let's do it again. That's right. Let's do it again. All right. <laughs> and so I wanted this one called Piece, piece of Action, piece, piece of the Action. And so I was talking about it. And so I went on Amazon and ordered the, the DVD. At the end of the semester, but when I was ordering, the Lord was like, don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the Lord, that's the devil. Because what if it goes out of print? I'm going to get that, you know. And so I spent that little $12 or whatever. So at the end of the semester, the class had taken up a, a little offering or whatever and bought me the piece of the action. And so now I have two. <laughs> I had never told them that I already bought it. I could, but if I would have waited... It would have saved me $12. Y'all like, $12? But thank God, you know, that could have saved $12. You know? All right. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. All right, let's get back. Um, he has been sent to help us. Most believers don't allow his ministry to really come in and assist them, both in ministry and in life. The Holy Spirit has all the answers, and he will impart the wisdom of God to those who are hungry for it, those who will ask in faith. So what are you waiting for? The Holy Spirit has been sent to help our broken and twisted lives. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is needed today. Without it, we're lost and without direction. Unless the Holy Spirit reveals the Bible to you, you're simply just reading a book. Um, you can learn. I'm learning a little bit Greek, a little bit of Greek right now. You can learn. I should say I'm learning Greek, biblical Greek. You can learn the biblical languages and still not properly interpret the scriptures. I never knew that. I was like, no, once you know the, the languages, you're good. You're going to be the master student of the word. I was like, no, I still need the Holy Spirit <laughs> because you still need his illumination, his revelation. Amen. His understanding. 
Um, Smith Wigglesworth, who's a mighty evangelist back in the day, <clears throat> he says, I don't know the, um, the Bible in the Hebrew. I don't know the Bible in the Greek, but I know the Bible in the Holy Ghost. Amen. In other words, he, he, he somehow allowed the Spirit of God to begin to teach him what the Scriptures were saying. Um, so we need to embrace his ministry. We cannot live this Christian life without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He is the third person of the Godhead. He's been sent to empower us, to walk us through this life and conform us into the image of Christ. So let us embrace him daily. That's key. Let us embrace him daily and enjoy his sweet fellowship. The baptism in the Holy Spirit will bring believers into the deeper things of God and into a deeper dimensions spiritually. This wonderful baptism will make us more aware of the permanent indwelling presence of the Spirit. Amen. Do you realize the Holy Spirit lives within us forever? He's not going away. He has been sent to help us to know the God of the Bible. We are called to sweet communion with the Holy Spirit. So go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. We're talking about the master teacher, how to excel with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's look at verse 14. Verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 14 simply says this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of who? The Holy Spirit be with you all. We need to fellowship with him. We don't fellowship with him enough. We, don't, we ignore him. We ignore him daily. I'm, I'm going to put my clock off because last time I preached an hour and 30 minutes. Don't want to do that today. <laughs> um, um, we ignore him. He's been sent to help us. The Spirit of God works in our regeneration. What does that mean? To be regenerated. It means to be born again. God's Spirit causes us to come alive spiritually. So what he does is he takes what Jesus did on the cross, his life, his death, and his resurrection, and he applies the redemption to the believer. That's good news. So when somebody gets born again, it's not as if Jesus is actually going on the cross and saving them again. What he does is he takes the finished work of the cross and applies it to the sinner. And the sinner becomes a saint. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. We're talking about the master teacher. Everybody just say, Holy Spirit, I invite you as my teacher. Go ahead and say that. Spirit, I invite you, my teacher. Ezekiel 36, verse 25 and 26, 25 and 26, it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. This is a promise. And you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, uncleannesses, <laughs> and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. I will give you what? A what? A new heart and a new what? I will put within you and I will remove the heart of what? Stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Notice this. There is surgery that takes place. When someone gets born again, it's so much more than just saying a prayer. See, saying a prayer doesn't make you a Christian. Come on. 
Uh, it, it, it takes the spirit of God working in a person's life, giving them that precious gift, what we call the gift of repentance. He gives them a desire to change. And then he begins to work a work of grace inside of the believer, the unbeliever, so that they can become a believer. He says, I will give you a new heart. Surgery takes place when a person gets saved. God changes them. <laughs> Glory to God. It's, it's, see, it's not just, let me say this prayer and follow these rules, but something happens. Something happens when Jesus comes in. Something takes place. The Spirit of God does something unique. It's a miracle. The greatest miracle, Billy Graham said it years ago, the greatest miracle is a person to be born again. It's greater than raising someone from the dead. It's greater than the blind eyes opening and the deaf ears opening. We think, oh, wow. But when a person gets saved, it takes God. Because we are so wicked within ourselves. It takes the Holy Spirit changing us, giving us a desire. No one can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to open up our hearts so that he can begin to do surgery. He changes our heart. Some may be here today, and you may not be born again. You may be church, but you've never experienced the true grace of God that is in Christ. See, this grace changes us from the inside out. It is the one definition of grace. It's the divine influence upon one's heart and the reflection of that influence in one's life. You can't preach grace and live any kind of way. You can't say there's a lot of people preaching grace. And this is what some of the scholars are saying. It's called hyper grace. It's a grace that is not really grace. It's, a, it's really a, 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 um, a, 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 a you, 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 you looking for an excuse to justify your lifestyle. That's not grace. Grace changes us. Grace makes us more like Jesus. Amen. It empowers us. It changes our hearts. And the Spirit of God is at work. He's at work in our regeneration. I love that the fact um, Ezekiel said this. He says, I will, verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statue. So you can't live the way that the Bible says to live without the Holy Spirit. Amen. Regeneration is another word of for new birth describes the inner renewal by the spirit of God. This takes place when a person is saved. This is a creative act of God's spirit. Regeneration. God changes us. Oh, glory to God. He changes us from the inside out. Old Pentecostals used to want to change people from the outside in. Don't wear makeup. Don't wear pants for the women. Don't wear shorts. Don't wear jewelry. That is, that is religion and not grace. <laughs> now, God is concerned about how you live, how you wear, what you wear, right? You do know that, right? You can read from 1 Timothy chapter 2 and, and, and even from the Old Testament. He's concerned about, so you don't want to wear anything that is going to be, um, take people's attention away from God and put it up on you. Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Let's go there real quick. Titus chapter 3. Are you with me? Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says this. I, I can't do it without 4 because 4 is so good. It says, when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he what? He what? Saved us. 
<laughs> Titus 3.5. He saved, they will say, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So the regeneration that takes place is by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God empowers us to walk in the commandments of God. So you can you and I cannot live this Christian life without the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, it's just mere Christian, a mere human will, a willpower. How I many know willpower is strong? <laughs> I don't want to take away from willpower. Willpower will get you a six pack. Come on. Willpower will get you a house. Willpower will get you a car debt free. Come on. Uh, willpower has the ability to do some things. So thank God for the will of human man, humanity. But willpower can only go so far. It only works on temporary changes. But, 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 but true transformation comes by the Spirit of God. Amen. Spirit of God empowers us to walk in the... So you can see something, oh, okay, I need to do this. And you're doing it out of willpower. But if he put his Spirit upon you, there's going to be grace to do it. How many of you have done something that... It just seems like it just it, there was no grace for it. And you're just, you're just doing it and you're just like, man, and your will is at work. Right. But but there's no see when God comes and helps you, there's some grace. He empowers you to, to deal with your children. Come on. He empowers you to deal with your spouse, deal with the class. He empowers you to deal with stuff at the job. So if you're frustrated now and there's a lot of um, there, there seems to be no grace, you need to call out to the God of grace. Say, God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I need your help because he wants you. He, he allowed that frustration so that you can call upon him. Amen. Because we, we, we get too comfortable in doing it ourselves and we take the credit. Look, look what I did. I got the degrees. I got the raise. But if you call upon him. He'll, see, see, people in the world can get raises and get the grades, but God will put his grace on you. And what would, take, what, what, what would take them hours, it'll take you a few hours. Amen. So, so God is able. I remember one time I was in this class, I was in the seminary class, and um, it was like books like this thick, and it was like five or six of them. And, and like, there's no way on green here, God's green earth that I'm going to read all those books because I just don't have the time. And so I began to listen carefully to the lectures recorded and praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues. And I asked the Holy Spirit, help, Holy Spirit, help me. You know what's going to be on the exam. So I need your help. And this teacher only gave exams. <laughs> and so it's not like extra credit. So I was like, Holy Spirit. And so I was talking to a, a co-student, um, a fellow student, and he had read all of it. And so we both did the test. Again, I'm praying in tongues and asking the Holy Spirit to help me. I ended up getting a B minus. He ended up getting a C minus. I said, uh, what did you do? Did you? He said, I read everything. I read it like almost twice. And underlined. I said, did you read it? I said, I didn't read one, one sentence of it. <laughs> I just listened to the lecture. I'm not saying do this. Do not do this. And this disclaimer, I will not take credit for your elf, all right? <laughs> That's my fellowship and my communion with the Holy Spirit. You got your own. <laughs> I don't know how close you listened to it, but I was praying in tongues, listening. I was like, Lord, help me. I was, I was going to bed listening to the lecture. And I was able to get a B minus. 
<laughs> Homeboy got a C minus and he did everything the class did. Got out every book and did. I said, I'm not, I can't do that. And so God will help you. Amen? Amen. There is a world way of doing things and there is a God way of doing things. Amen. You can get the car God's way or you can get the car the world's way. Amen. See, 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 if you get it the world's way, that means you got to do certain things. And I'm not saying that there's not certain things we have to do, but God will give you strategies. God will give you wisdom. The Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you, and you'll go at the right time. This is the way to go. This is the, I'm not saying you hear the voice, but just a prompting. Amen? So the Spirit of God has been sent to empower us so that we can obey the Father. He doesn't make us, um, make us, do something, but he empowers us. He gives us the ability to live out the freedom that Christ came to give us. Uh, one of the things he does is the Spirit of God will teach us all things. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 26. He will teach us all things. The Holy Spirit is the master teacher. And if you want to excel in his classroom, you want to excel with the Holy Spirit, that means you got to put your mind to something. Come on. You got to study. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He's been sent to teach you not to do it for you. Amen. So there's some human efforts that you have to put forth. Amen. His main concern is to teach us the things of God, to teach us the word of God. God has given, again, teachers in the body of Christ, but the Holy Spirit unveils the word of God to us. Now, he's not limited to, to only teaching us the things of God, but he'll teach us about life. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us about life. He'll teach you about yourself. He'll speak to you about yourself. Amen. He'll let you know when you're going in error or if you're not doing something right. He also brings all things to our remembrance in the time of need. That's John chapter 14, verse 26. The world lies in darkness. And unless the Holy Spirit gives us light, we too will remain in darkness. So we cannot get out of this darkness without the help of the Holy Spirit. So we must allow the master teacher to come and to bring all things to him. See, the more words you have, the more he can pull on. The less words you have, the less he can pull on. Sometimes he has to give people visions and dreams because they haven't spent enough time in their Bibles. <laughs> so the more words you have, the more you're giving him something to work with. Um, if you, for example, the, um, some education, you get, you go to school and so forth. As you go, the more you study, the more he has something to bring to your remembrance. See, he's not just going to pour down answers from heaven. That means you got to study. If you study, he'll give you, he'll bring it to your remembrance. You better claim that for those in school. Hey, hey, I need this in remembrance. I, I don't, I, you know, I, you know, I'm having a hard time learning this Greek. Help me out. And he will bring it to your remembrance in the time of need. It's likewise with the word of God. He'll bring it to your remembrance. In the time of need and the devil comes and tempts you, the word of God will come. And that word, you'll speak it and it'll be this right word with the right context, with the right understanding. And you can defeat the enemy every time. Amen. I'm almost finished. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help us in every area of life. We're not without direction. Let me say it again. We're not without direction. If you feel like you're clueless, you don't know which way to go, you know, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit has been sent to help you. He wants to help you out of your situation. He has all the answers. 
It doesn't matter if you're in depression. It doesn't matter if you're in debt. It doesn't matter that you are, you just, you got drama all around. He can lift you above that drama. Come on. He can give you the wisdom of God. It doesn't matter where you are. He can teach you how to teach your kids. He'll deal with you about your children. He'll deal with you about your animals. He'll deal with you about your boss. He'll deal with you about your attitudes. Come on. He'll deal with you about your mind. We're not supposed, we're not supposed to allow our minds to go anyway. You know, just you always go here. No, he, he'll, he'll no, start thinking. I, I realized something. I was talking to a wonderful man of God, young man of God, and, uh, and I said, as I was talking, he was helping me out. Lord, I'm supposed to be helping him, and he I, and I end up getting help. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I was like, wow, I, I'm, I thank you for this because you just helped to introduce a new paradigm in my mind, helping me to think in a different way. How many know that sometimes we get stuck? We get stuck in church. We get stuck in life. We just get stuck, and we just do the things we've seen our parents do and what we know to do because all that you know is all that you know, and all that you know is not all there is to know. And so he has so much more. He knows so much more than I. So help me change my paradigm, change the way I look at things. Come on. We got to get new eyes and got to get new ears and a new mindset. I'm telling you, there's a new day arising and we got to go with the flow of the spirit of God. We got to hear what the spirit of God is. Again and again, you hear the spirit. The Bible says again, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what what the spirit is saying. (laughs) To the church. So we got to listen to him and can't be stuck. Stuck. Well, I did it this way. See, one of the things I believe Paul was saying, forgetting those things which are behind the good things too. forget those things. Forget the successes. Come on. You got to forget this. Oh, oh, a thousand came to Christ last year. Forget that. Because because there's more. There's more ahead. Well, there's some failures. I failed last year. Forget it. I didn't read the Bible plan. Forget it. <laughs> but press. <laughs> so I don't say, oh, I'm, don't carry the, the failures with you into the future. <laughs> Do something about it. Amen. Um, the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. For John chapter 14, I believe this may be my last scripture. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John 14, verses 25 and 26 simply says this. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father would send in my name, he would teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Notice this. I want to listen to this. The same way the disciples had a relationship with Jesus Jesus while he was on the earth, we're to have they model the way that we're supposed to have our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let me say it another way. The way that the disciples interacted with Jesus on the earth while Jesus was on the earth is the way that you and I are supposed to interact with the Holy Spirit. You understand? You see the disciples asking questions. You see the disciples say, Lord, what about this? You know, and so forth. That's the way that we're supposed to interact with the Holy Spirit. He modeled. He says, I'm going to, I've spoken these things while I'm still with you, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the standby. What's a standby? Standby battery, right? Some of us, um, when when there's a storm, 
um, the electricity goes out and you have a generator, right? <laughs> and that generate the generator, it, it doesn't matter if it goes out because you got something backing you up. Guess what? When your strength comes to an end, the Holy Spirit is there to back you up. When your efforts come to an end and you feel like giving up, the Holy Ghost will f- kick in. Amen. The standby. He's the helper. He's the teacher. He's the counselor. He invites us into his counseling session. He's the best counselor. He's the best therapist. And I'm not saying, I'm not, 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 not putting down natural human because sometimes you need to go to those things, those people. But at the same time, do not limit your counsel to human man or human woman. <laughs> but rely on the spirit of God who has been sent to help us and lead us and guide us. Amen. Uh, he, he's the helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you what? All things. There is nothing. You have a limited spirit of God inside of you. He's unlimited. He, he's not limited by your human um, limitations. He can take, teach you things you know nothing about and connect you with people to set you up for the rest of your life. Are you with me? He can lead you to that book. He can lead you to that seminary. Seminar. He can lead you to that workshop. He can lead you to that person and the right conversations. But you got to be willing and open for him to lead you. You got to enroll into his classroom. He can teach you about your your subject that you're studying better than your teacher. Why do I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation every single time? Almost every single time I preach because I'm I'm praying that you get more than what I'm communicating. Say, I can communicate some things and the Holy Spirit will take that and, and it's what you need to go to the next level in your life. Amen. He wants to teach us. He wants to guide us. Um, he's not in the business of keeping things hidden from the people of God. He wants to teach us truths from the Father. He wants to teach us who we really are. Who are we? So many people are on, on, on a journey of trying to discover who they are. But I'm telling you, who you are is really in Christ. <laughs> our life is hidden in Christ. When Christ appears, who is our life? I mean, he is our life. That's where he's trying to lead us. He wants us to, um, he wants to reveal our hearts to us. So when he reveals your heart to you, he'll give you the strength to take it. He'll lead you. He'll tell you if, you're, if you are a liar, he will reveal to you that you're a liar. Don't think that the Holy Spirit is going to come and, and whisper sweet, sweet lullabies to you. Like, oh, you are the apple of my eye. He says, you're a liar. <laughs> you need to repent. <laughs> I mean, oh, he will do that. What you said to your spouse, you know that wasn't right. The way you reacted to that dog, you know that wasn't right. I'm talking to myself now. <laughs> the way you treated your, your, your neighbors, the way you dealt with your house, your car, He'll deal with you. Clean your car. Clean your house. <laughs> Don't let it be like Sephiroth and his son. <laughs> Come on. The Spirit of God will lead you and guide you in every sense of the way. Um, he will bring all things to our remembrance in the time of need. I'm going to stop there. Uh, let me say one thing. He will also help us to discern truth from error. 
truth from error. So I, I have a whole lot more papers than I do, but but I, I learned from last time. I can preach an hour and a half and not sweat it. So, but I got some application. How do we become a master student of the master teacher? How do we excel with the Holy Spirit? So I got six things. You should write this down. Six things. You should write this down. This is going to help you. The first one, how do we become a master student of the Holy Spirit? How do we allow the master teacher to teach us? The first thing is, 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 is to become aware of him and acknowledge him all the time. Become aware of him, the Holy Spirit, and acknowledge him all the time. Even now, he's in our midst. Become aware of him. Become God-inside-minded. Become God-inside-minded. You know the scripture in Proverbs? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own. And in all your ways, and he shall. So you got you to become aware of him, and you got to acknowledge him. Benny Hinn wrote a book many years ago, and I, I read it in high school. It's called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. He got a lot of flack for it, but I'm telling you, that book has literally changed my life. He, he says, when you wake up, you say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Son. Jesus, that is. And good morning, Holy Spirit. He says, we have, we have ignored the third person of the Godhead. So speak to him. Good morning, Holy Spirit. How you doing, Father? How you doing, Jesus? I just want to thank you for waking me up. You hit, you slapped me this morning with some mercy. I, I thank you. Thank you. I could have been in my grave. <laughs> I could have been entering into eternity, but you, you, you left your angels. You let your angels watch over me while I was asleep. I thank you that no one broke in while I was asleep. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The house didn't burn down. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving me, protecting my parents. I still got my parents, at least one of them. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for allowing me to, to, to be in health. I, this body is getting older, but I thank you that I still got the activity of my limbs. Amen. I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, so, so forth. So become aware of him and knowledge him all the time. Throughout the, thank you. Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, I use this simple example. Holy Spirit, um, help me to find my keys. I don't know where my keys are. And I'm telling you, he'll just, he'll just pop up. Now, now he's not gonna give, he's not gonna lead you to your keys if you're just gonna sit down and Holy Spirit, help me follow my keys, and you're not doing anything. You're asking him to help you. So if I ask Alan, Alan, come, 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 as they say in Jamaica, come, 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 come. <laughs> help me to move this over. Move this over. Help, help me to move this over. Help me to move this over. He's not, he didn't help me. He did it for me. And that's what we expect the Holy Spirit to do. <laughs> you see how mad he is? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he, he didn't help me. And sometimes we expect God to do his part and ours. Help me to pray. Then you need to pray. <laughs> help me to study. You need to study. Help me to be a better spouse. I need to make efforts to be a better spouse. Help me to lose weight. Okay. You're not going to lose weight just eating cookies. Like I made some yesterday. <laughs> you're not going to. You hear me. You hear what I'm saying. All right. Uh, number two. 
Number two. So the first one is become aware of him, acknowledge him all the time. Number two, fellowship with the Holy Spirit daily through conversations and prayers. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit daily through conversations and prayers. He has been sent to help you. So don't ignore him. How rude it is for us to ignore him. Don't ignore him. So on your job, you frustrated. Holy Spirit, okay, you see what they said. You see what the situation. I need your help. Help me. Help me. Help me. They don't only need Jesus. I need Jesus. Help me. Come on. That's what you gotta. You gotta open your mouth and ask for his help. He will not. He will not force his help on you. You gotta invite his help. Talking about how to excel with the Holy Spirit, how to enroll yourself in the class of the Holy Spirit. You got to ask for his help when you're in school. Right. And you need some help. You don't understand that algebra five. I'm just making up calculus or whatever. You don't understand it. It's just not going to. Oh, you know, I'm just embarrassed. So most of us, our pride keeps us from asking help. But I'm telling you, hey, be that teach, be that annoying, annoying student with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I mean, you call on him 800 times a day. I need you. Help me. I, I don't know what's happening. Break this down in layman's terms. Break it down in a third grader. Help me out. You talking about this, the scriptures? Help me. I don't understand this. What, what are you trying to say? What, what are you saying, Holy Spirit? Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Why these? And I'm looking at other translations. I'm trying to look in the Greek. I don't understand what, what is happening here. I need your help. And sometimes you wrestle. Sometimes you toil. And, you, and you, 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 there's a struggle with whatever situation, whether it's the scriptures or in life. But you got to hang in there. He, he's trying to get you to think. He's trying to get you to ask questions. If you don't ever ask questions, you'll never have the answers. So it's one of the ways uh, we, we have to become critical thinkers, right? Love the Lord God with all your what? With all your mind. So your mind is not supposed to be blank. <laughs> you got to fill it with something. He wants you to think. I'm teaching Destin, you got to think. <laughs> think about Aretha Franklin's song, think. You got to think. <laughs> you got to think. Um, you know, you do stuff. Think about what your consequences. Think about what you're doing. Think. We're not called to be just oh, like a, a log. The spirit is moving. But you got to think. I invite the Holy Spirit in so he can help you to think. Help me to think. Help me to help take my mind in, in paths that has never been before. Some of us haven't exercised. our. They say we use, what, 10%, maybe 10% of our brain. Holy Spirit knows how to tap into the other percentages. The other percent, you know what I'm saying? He knows how to, okay, I want to use more than 10%. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. It doesn't matter. He's greater than all. <laughs> so help me to use the other part of my brain. Amen. Sometimes you don't know what's the way you learn. So he'll help you to learn with your learning style. Amen. Ask him to help you to, to think to learn, to live, to discover God's plan. Number four, look to him to guide you. So when you're in a situation, be quick to look to him. I need you. 
I got this presentation at work. I need you. Do not put your faith in your own abilities. I need you. I may be strong in this, but you're stronger. I need you. It's quick. We're quick to say when we're weak, we run. But when, even when we're strong, we're really weak compared to him. I need you. I'm not good at confronting. I need you. I will confront, but it will be off base. Um, I, 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 I may be too loving and not conf- confrontational enough. I need you. I need your help. I look to you. Without you, I, he wants to hear those words. I need you. Because when you say, I need you, you say, my life is dependent on you. I cannot do this on my own. He, that's what he's looking for. That's the open door to go into his classroom. When you have got your strength and you're doing your thing, good. But I'm telling you, he looks for us to look to him. Look to him for help. He isn't there, again, to make you feel better, but to help you. He's a real person. Number five, fill yourself up with the word of God. Fill yourself up with the word of God. The Holy Spirit uses the word to teach you. The word is your textbook. (laughs) And the world is your classroom. It is your intern. It is your... The Holy Spirit is your teacher. The word is your textbook. And he'll teach you how to war with your hands. He'll teach you how to use that word against the enemy. He'll teach, that, teach you how to live life to the fullness. That abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I don't know about you, but I'm not living that abundant life yet. But I will soon. I'm working on... See. See, Holy Spirit knows how to live that abundant life. I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Amplified says, I came that you may have life, that you may enjoy life. We don't know how to enjoy life. We don't even know how to have fun. We think we know how to have fun, but he'll teach you how to have real fun. Amen. It's going to benefit you some way, somehow. If you come to class without your textbook, you will understand him like you should. He only speaks what the Father and Jesus says. Give God the word of God first place, and you will experience the Holy Spirit firsthand. Give the word first place. So fill yourself up with the word. He uses the word to teach us. My last one is number six. Dream with the Holy Spirit for the glory of God. Dream with the Holy Spirit for the glory of God. Think big thoughts. Pray big prayers. He wants to take you to places you've never been before. Think big. Pray big. Do big. Amen? Dream with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach me. Jesus, well, Paul said it like this. The Holy Spirit through Paul says, he, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Some translations imagine. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask. To me, that's, that's an invitation, right? So whatever you, whatever you can ask real big of God right now, he wants to do it more. <laughs> so I want to give you a few moments. 
want you to close your eyes. I want you to take just these few moments and invite the Holy Spirit to help you to dream. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to dream. Think big thoughts. If you can see it, you can accomplish it. What scripture do you have? Somebody said that. Okay. Um, Abraham, he used the stars in the sky. He used the sand by the shore to expand his faith. See, I'm going to give you so many children that there's no way to count them. So dream big. Holy Spirit, we invite you to help us to dream big. Help us to dream about God's plan, God's plans for our lives. What does the Father have in store? What would life be like if everything that you're dreaming about right now came to pass? That was part of God's plan. Now, don't be dreaming about somebody else's spouse. What would life be like? He did not give us our imagination for the enemy to use. He gave us our imagination for a purpose, and for a reason. I'm here to tell you that your imagination was given by God so that you can dream big dreams. So you can think beyond your stuck life. Welcome that new paradigm. Welcome that new mindset. New way of living. A higher way of living. Now, the next step is I want you to write that down or put it in your phones. Just one thing. I don't have all day for you to write your journal. But just one thing. Just one thing that you got from dreaming. Just one thing. What, what is it? That one thing that... That just, whoa, just gave you some life. Just write it down. That one thing. Don't, don't give me five. Just one. You can, you can continue, but I'm just saying just, I don't have time for everybody to write down five. <laughs> but you can write down as, as we're waiting for the, one, the people to write down the one. But you can do this at home. After you prayed the prayers and studied the scriptures, get alone with the Holy Spirit and say, help me to dream. Help me to think big thoughts. Help me to think about life the way that God designed it to be. What is it? And if you don't know how, he'll teach you how. Father, I do thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Pray for your people that you would help them to Receive the master teacher. Help them to excel with the, with the Holy Spirit. Help us to be students of the word and students of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732 732- 
324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.